Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown! Fry Fogel again! Welcome to the OEO Podcast presented by Big Banter. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at, well, as long as we have it still. It's at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter, again, at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What is up, Brando? I'm ready to rock and roll all night and party every day. Usually these weird singing things that you do have some sort of tie to the school we're talking about or anything else. But, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. That is a um, Colts touchdown song. Right, Seth? Isn't that, I think that's the cold touchdowns. No, that's holder. not it. That's season not ticket it. holder, Seth Hancock. Is it? It might be it. Yeah, it, I don't know. I can't remember. Um, we don't score very many touchdowns. Well, we didn't. We will now. Unfortunately, speaking of Seth, he's with us this time. If you haven't done it already, you've got very limited amount of time while he's still on Twitter. It's at Top 5 S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Seth? I'm a threads convert, baby. I'm all in. Are you really all in? I mean, I'm there. I was there before you. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I was there before you. We will be there shortly, I think. Um, That's what she said. It's on the to-do list. We have got... uh, I'm never joining threads, ever, and you can't make me. Okay, well, your podcast is going to join threads here in probably the next couple of days. So... um, yeah, let's get right into that. This is uh this is a, an outline brought to you by Seth. Um, you know, it's I haven't really looked at it yet, so this is going to be interesting. Um, let's get straight into the housekeeping and news. We will save probably the least exciting thing for last, but probably the only one that we've spent the most time talking about inter podcast wise. But we'll start with a new commit because what do we do? We record podcasts and then we get commits commits that's right um if anybody said listens in their car that is incorrect you say podcast we say commit you're supposed to continue never mind uh the new commit we're talking about just happened three-star wide receiver jeremy bell jr out of homerville georgia seth you are the geography 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 person this is news to me no that's a rock person He's not a geologist. He is a geographist, Geog- geographer, 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 geographer. <laughs> Where's Homerville, Georgia? Either way, this guy's six foot, 175 slot receiver uh, offer sheet. Not overly impressive. Vanderbilt, Coastal Carolina, some other smaller schools. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm going to read this word for word for everybody. Cameron Perry bags another. Not sure what that means. I know who Cameron Perry is. He hosted both uh, 
Etheridge and Becker. Oh, so, boom. Well, there you go. Cameron Perry out he's, there. Recruiting uh, he's people. probably hosted other recruits that we haven't landed, yes. but I know he hosted those two and they both committed. So Cameron Perry, he hasn't put up a lot of stats on the field. Yeah. Hasn't put a lot of stats on the field, but he is making hay on the recruiting front. There you go. That, that reminds me, there were a couple of players that used to do that pretty well. Taiwan Mullen. Um, didn't Noah Pierre do it pretty? Was Noah maybe might have done some of that too? Either way, uh, if you want to dig right into it, Seth's got where Homerville, Georgia is. Where is it? It's about 30 minutes northwest of Valdosta, Georgia. It's a population of 2350. Where is Valdosta, mm-hmm. Georgia? Southern. Isn't it all Southern? Well, like Florida, Florida, Georgia line. Oh, you like that band? No, I'm, I'm giving a reference, sir. Is it a band? It's not a band, right? It's a country group, I country think. Country group. All right. Are they still still making? Dude, that hits? is wit. I mean, that's basically Florida. Yeah. He's he's on. No, I was going to say he's between the hedges, but he's not. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Homerville's uh, tiny. Yeah, dude. Twenty five hundred. It's real tiny. Their biggest thing is their hospital. As someone who grew up in a small town, accurate. Look at the skyline. It's a hospital. <laughs> Does it have number of a number of stoplights? Is that in there? No, it doesn't. that would have been interesting. Um, third wide receiver committed. I would say we're done. Ooh, yeah, I got some inside baseball. Do you? For that, yeah, we're losing two. Uh oh. Just eligibility. Okay. David Baker. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. David Baker and Dequise Carter. Like yes. they don't have COVID years. They are done, done. I thought um, and then you reason... and then you always want to hedge your bets on one to the transfer portal. So yeah. yes, I, I would guess that we are done with high school recruits. Obviously, could fill in with transfer portal in the spring. But yeah, I would I would guess we are done with the high school um high school route for wide receiver. I thought for some reason EJ Williams was a one and done, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think he's a junior. Yep. So that's cool. That is cool. Um, well, another guy that may take one of those spots or hope, I mean, maybe you have to force somebody out. We'll see. I don't know. Um, is we got a little what Pigs 24 7 sports. So Brian I Doan. Three, I think on three I think he's a national too, guy. right? Yeah. On three refers to it as a as a crystal ball as well. Uh Cameron Courtney. That's Cameron with a K, Courtney with a C. Uh, six foot, 190 safety athlete. Played a little wide receiver in high school. He's out of Woodbridge, Virginia. Now, this guy's got a pretty decent offer sheet so far. Um, IU, Virginia, North Carolina, and Pitt. I don't know if I would have put those in those that order necessarily, but... Copy and paste, brother. Escalate up, I guess. So, there you go. Um... Anything you guys want to add on him? I know nothing about Cameron. Cameron Court. So he is a he's not listed as a safety. He's listed as an athlete. But IU is recruiting him as a safety. Another. So one. are so are all the other schools. He would like to play wide receiver though. So that's that's a little bit of the tricky part. Though none no none of the big dogs are recruiting him for that. I would like to lose fifteen pounds. But if it's you know, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. You know what? It is what it is. So you don't want to lose mass. You don't want to lose mass. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. I'm too big for that. It's not going to happen. Um, cool. 
Uh, anything else we have, really? I guess, uh, Aaron, you can name who we have at the media IU day representatives at Big Ten Media Day, which I just found out today. This is how plugged in to the sport, to the conference that I am here on July 12th. I just found out that this is at Indianapolis. Big Ten Media Day, usually a Chicago only thing, maybe trying to keep some of these players away from being um, I'm reading here dry humped. So they moved it to Indianapolis instead um, to keep them away from, you know, Northwestern ish campus. Uh, Aaron oh, Casey, no. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Casey, Noah Pierre and Jalen Lucas will represent IU. I, I'm sorry, guys. We had we got into some Margs. Oh, a couple Margs here. Uh, early, before, early like, Brando's Randos. There would have been anyone else you would have sent. No. No. I mean, you've got two senior leaders there. And then you've got, I mean, probably your best, best player. Play. I mean, I don't want to. Reigning all American. Some of the, yeah, I guess, reigning all American preseason. I mean, you got to send an offensive person, right? I mean, you just have to. Mm -hmm. So, like, your your options there are one of the offensive linemen, which isn't going to get no buzz. Like, media day is all about buzz. That's why you have to send Jalen Lucas. Like, Aaron Casey, Noah Pierre, you have to send. You know how much buzz those two are going to get? Nothing. Zot, like, no one's going up to interview either one of those guys. We will. We'll interview Noah Pierre and Aaron Casey until we can't talk anymore. But as far as like national media headline days, you send you either send Taven Jackson or you send Jalen Lucas. That's what I was thinking. In this in this case, you send the All American because guess what Taven Jackson's gonna get? Are you ready for the Big Ten? Do you think you can step up and play? They're gonna ask about his brother. Yeah. Don't need that. Say, even though it's I mean? a completely different sport. Do you think you can fill your brother's shoes at the university? Right. So like there was, in my opinion, there was no other option for any other guy. Like the the three that went are no brainer three. Cam Camper, mm-hmm. they only had about a half a season. So I mean, you're not taking off Jalen Lucas. So you, you're, you're not. Not, you're not going off Aaron Aaron Casey. No, Aaron Casey is, is he? I think he is the captain. leader, the captain, the leader of that team. Maybe Noah, but I, I think it's Aaron Casey. Um, no, I like that. That's good. Um, hey, before we get into Michigan, we've been hiding what uh, what might be a little surprise. Something we've been talking about for about two years. We have rebranded the logo. The LEO podcast logo is officially done. Officially ready to go. Officially ready to roll out. I don't know if I'm officially going to spend enough time tonight or tomorrow morning to make it on this podcast but we'll see i don't know but yeah it's very cool um so you know what's we'll cooler than cool goes. what's that that, lo- that logo yeah the, the logo is pretty cool so let's see what we got going on this week we're going to talk about what should have been the bye week week six but due to poor planning and um i don't know trying to balance this and my job, and my children, I messed up the dates. So now we're on week seven. Nobody wants to talk about the bye week anyway. Let's be honest. You guys really want us to give us too, we- uh, too deep. That's wrong, probably. 100%. Uh, 
You haven't seen, I mean, you haven't even had practice, practice. I can't imagine. I mean, really outside of one or two positions on defense, I can't one or three positions on defense. We're not going to get any of that right. We can get the offense right for the most part. But that's it. I mean, everybody, I think that's a diehard fan could name the offense at least. And we literally wouldn't be able to fit everyone weeks. in if we did the bye week. Like we, there's not enough days. Wait, I, I said that I screwed it up. Yeah. Do you, you want to do that? You want to do it again? I screwed it up. Moving on. Uh, week seven. It's at Michigan. Saturday, October 14th. So close to a great day. Uh, time to be determined. It's at Ann Arbor, Michigan and Michigan Stadium at the Flat House is what I'll call it. Brap House. If you've never been there, it's not, it's a, it's an overwhelmingly giant saucer plate that kind of just goes out, not up. It's all right, though. I mean, I guess you can check it off your bucket list for college football. History lesson, previous meeting, that was last year because we play them every single year. October 8th, 2022, Michigan won the game 31-10. to 10. Um, Seth has listed uh, very insensitively the Mike Hart game. Um, this was the one where Mike Hart, Seth, what what happened? I don't remember. I remember he clutched his chest and went down. They had to the stop the lines, game. Yeah. yeah cart him off and then they ended up keeping playing the, uh, the rest of the game and you could tell the Michigan players were I'd say out of it for most of the first half whatever you have to say to justify your reasoning for it being tied 10-10 at halftime Brandon and I remember it being a fairly even game in the first half um, I don't know why we're pointing this stat out um, our mate James Evans had a big day punting <laughs> six punts with an average of 48 yards and a long of 52. Dude, Seth believes the... <laughs> this is a big part of keeping the game close. The stats for that game were uh, not a lot to write home about. Uh, I'm sure so. they weren't. I'm sure they weren't. I don't remember it. Did I take you to that game? No, I don't remember that game. I don't remember it. It's all right. Um, all time record IU 10, Michigan 61, zero ties in this one. Um, so, you know, the ties usually help us keep it a little bit closer the overall record, but, um, at some point Michigan had won 24 consecutive, but that was snapped in 2020 with a beatdown of what was his name? What's his name? Joe Morton, Joe Milton, Milton. who's like getting NFL props, like sleepers day two pick, like could his second to third round grade. And I'm like, this dude stinks yeah. yeah like he kicked who? he kicked our boy out of tennessee don't know how that happened i remember I, I can't did we watch this game together covid 2020 probably i remember literally laughing at how bad he was on the field but i mean granted he didn't have very good receivers outside of ronnie bell is ronnie bell still there is he gone yet think he gone goodness um, a guy that I can't believe is still hanging on. I guess it, he's hanging on because Ryan Day is a joke of a coach. Is Ooh, you're Jim, gonna you're gonna like Brando Randos then? Oh, I can't wait. Jim Joseph Harbaugh. He's been there since 2015. It feels like he's been there since 2005. He has a record of tw- uh, 74 and 25 at Michigan, 51 and 14 in the Big Ten. Um, I'm reading these word for word, everybody, just so you know. And again, Seth wrote the outline. He's the greatest th- thing since sliced bread and spitting, splitting, sorry, splitting the atom. 
spitting the atom would spitting, be something. Yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to go based off the, the author and assume that he's, you know, I'm reading ahead is what I'm doing. How good were the marks? They were scale one good. to ten. Not very good. Like a four. Ooh, that's a bad mark. Four and a half. That's a bad mark because Mark is kind of like pizza, right? Like even a bad mark is like, ah, it's okay. It's fine. I mean, it's it was a fine mark. Did it help? I came home and grabbed a couple of nooners right when I walked in the door. Probably not. <laughs> Probably double not. Down, uh, that's right. You know, if you're going to drink, you might as well drink. Um, an immortal living against small time peons. Previously high school or head coach. What? Why did you do all of this? Previously head coach at the University of San Diego, Stanford, and the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know why we needed all of this. And he is not. I know for a fact he is not Tom Crean's favorite brother-in-law. He is the second favorite brother-in-law behind Jim Harbaugh. Or, well, that's not ah, in-law. That's John a straight, that's John a straight brother. That's just a brother. What do you mean? It's not an in-law. He's an in-law. No, it's a dream. <laughs> Wait, what? John Harbaugh is brothers. Well, I mean, I guess it's technically it. Well, I, I don't even know what it is. What? I'm saying Tom Crean's favorite brother-in-law is John is John Harbaugh, not Jim Harbaugh. That's what I was saying. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Seth, oh. I can't read this schedule. I will. All right. The schedule leading up to IU. Uh, they play dog shit state, sisters of the poor. They will be coming in six and oh, ranked no worse than third. You've already started seeing the promos of an eleven and oh OSU versus eleven oh Michigan in the Big Ten title game. The entire Big Ten is counting on it. It's not happening. They start out with Eastern Carolina at home, UNLV at home, Bowling Green at home, Rutgers at home. We are now in late September. They finally have a road game at Nebraska, followed up with a road game at Minnesota. Be careful with that. We we start with four basically home games as well. So don't so just r- real quick, real quick. You know, in the NCAA football game, I reference it every pod, and you can build <laughs> your own schedule. This is what you do when you're starting up with like Akron. Like this is the schedule you build when you're like a D plus overall team. This this is what that schedule looks like. Anyway, that's it. Cool. Um, do you guys want to talk about key players since I'm having a hard time reading? I do. Yeah. I'll talk about JJ, uh, because as soon as Talia leaves, um, JJ will take his place as my favorite quarterback. I love JJ. Um, he is six, three, one ninety six. good NFL frame. Last year, he threw for 3,235 yards with 27 titties. And seven interceptions. That is a four to one ratio. He can also scoot a little. Seven rushing touchdowns. Seven rushing touchdowns. Basically, one every other game, which is pretty dang good for a pocket quarterback. Um, and he ran for 430 yards. So that is, he is definitely going to surpass 4,000 total yards this year, which is B A Yana Yanas. There you go. They've got a couple running backs. Um, really, you think it's second best running back? Blake Corum. The Ohio State guys are probably a little better. Blake Corum is probably the best running back in the country. 
He's coming off a torn meniscus, bro. Right. That's true. But I said probably. And Donovan Edwards, who's no who's no bum. So Seth's got him down as the second best running back tandem in the conference, probably four to five in the country. I don't think so. I think that they are probably the best. A little power and speed, perfect combo, run and catching. Quorum just shy of 2,500 yards and 31 touchdowns. That's for his career. Okay, we need to state that next time. Um, Edwards just shy of 1,000 yards for his career. Nope. Last nope, year. last year. Just shy. <laughs> this is so confusing. Just shy of 1,210 touchdowns. Great receiver. Also threw a touchdown as a freshman in case anybody needed to know that. Um, they've got a familiar face at tight end. Brandon, you want to talk a little tight end? Yeah, I'm worried. They have they have a duo that um is Penn State like Colston Loveland and this hurts. This is gonna give me heart instant heartburn. AJ Barner. Um Loveland is gonna be in the NFL for sure. I don't think AJ Barner is an NFL player, but he will most definitely go to camp. He may kick around a practice squad or two. He has all the ability. Just um, he hasn't put it all together. If he can, um, it certainly gets scary, especially with a quarterback like JJ. Um, But yeah, they're going to have quite the one, two punch at tight end, um, which they're going to need. I'll talk about it later, but they have a weakness on this team. There is a weakness on Michigan. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about it later. We don't need to talk about it later, do we? I do. We'll talk I'm talking about, about the matchups. You know where their weakness isn't? Is that linebacker? No. Uh, I got like four studs. Yeah, they got one stud that's probably, uh, what, day one, day two? Day one, day two? Junior Colson, 6'2", 235 pounds out of state of Tennessee. Over 100 tackles last year. That's all I can tell you. Um, then they got a corner, Will Johnson, 6'2", great size on the outside, 200 pounds out of Michigan. Detroit area. Um, Seth believes he's the next great Michigan corner. Who was the last great Michigan corner, Seth? The guy they kept telling me about last year. What's his name? Norman. Yeah. How'd he do last year? Was he good? Not. Eh, he was up and down. I would. I mean, because the last great Michigan corner I can think of is Charles Woodson. He was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. He's expected to have a big jump this year. Will Johnson, not. Charles Woodson probably can't jump anymore. He's kind of old. Um, key matchups. I didn't do this part because Seth again did the did the outline, didn't leave it blank. So I forgot I had to do this part. So I'll let Brandon and Seth do their key matchups. I'll sit back and listen, and then we'll get into the 50,000 view foot, foot view of the team, and then we will move on. Go ahead, boys. All right, Seth, you want to bounce? You go your first one, I'll go my third, you go your second, I'll go my fourth. Yeah, sure. So my first uh, is the Michigan offensive line versus the IU defensive line. Uh, Michigan has always, since it, you know, even before Harbaugh, Harbaugh, wow, that was a harder than it should have been. Hard to talk, isn't it? Yeah, right. Um, has has typically relied on a strong offensive line, and notoriously in the last couple of years, IU's defensive line has struggled. Um, and this is a firm uh, believer of the line of scrimmage is going to dictate the winner of this game. Um, so, be interesting to see how that shakes out. So I think I'm going to, this is going to be a matchup every week. I think I've done it for almost all of them, uh, but it's going to be tackles against edge rushers. And in this one, I want to talk about Michigan's tackles against our edge rushers because mm. they bring in two starters, but 
two starters at programs that aren't very good. Um, they bring in a starter from Stanford and a starter from Arizona State. Now I want to be careful because guess who also has transfers in from, from not Stanford, very good schools from Stanford and Arizona State. Yeah. Um, but as far as matchups go, I do like how Linnell Carr and uh Andre Carter are going to match up with their their two new uh tackles. So I wish we were getting them a little more into the season or a little earlier in the season, but uh there, there's definitely an advantage there that IU needs to take advantage of. You got to get JJ with happy feet. You can't let him just either sit in the pocket or take off, which is where we saw JJ beat us last year in the second half. Um, I was at that game, um, Michael. Um, it was one of the few games I went to. I brought my brother to the game. You drove us. Oh, we drove you. Um, yeah, I drove. Maybe the, nobody went with me then. No, it was it was literally just us three that went. Um, it was a bad weather game because your brother was came, hor- right? Yeah, that's if I go and it's bad weather, Sasha isn't going and, and I'm, my brother's going. But go. anyway, that in the second half, JJ just started taking off right away. Like if his first or second read went there, he just took off and got five, six, seven, eight yards every time. Um, so our edge rushers are going to have to contain the pocket and get to the quarterback, um, which, again, I think is possible because um, I don't know if it's a weakness for Michigan, but it's at least an unknown with their two new tackles big josh rudolph part right there that's a big reason why we brought in joshua rudolph from austin p i watched a lot of josh rudolph highlights here in the last two weeks big fan of this kid linebacker um what was he named seth like top three big 10 or second best p second best rating in the big 10 or something at linebacker returning linebackers yeah. yeah um he's not necessarily returning to iu but returning to college football he he looks the part. I'd like to see him. I mean, that's a big thing we missed. Um, I'm assuming, and this is probably mean to assume, but I'm assuming Cam Jones didn't play this game. Um, he would have been big as far as containing anything up the middle with McCarthy. And uh, yeah, so we'll see if that Josh Rudolph is going to be a big piece or not. Anything else? Oh, yeah, we got two more. Yeah. Um, so my next one, and... I thought about flipping this, but I ended up going with IU receivers versus Michigan DBs. Um, this may not be the best defense in Michigan history, but the IU wide receivers should be confident coming to this game, uh, coming off some favorable matchups in previous games. Uh, so a good performance here would really vault them in the final about third of the season. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see. I know I just said that, uh, you know, Will Johnson might be a really good corner, but he's a sophomore. So it might be the year to take advantage of him before he's a little bit more experienced. Um, so it's just an opportunity to to really see the wide receivers excel. And I am going to reverse it because it's the weakness of Michigan. They have one receiver returning and he had 32 catches for a little over 400 yards. Now it's Michigan. They have the recruits coming in. So all the talent in the world is in that wide receiver room. It just hasn't produced any on the field and this game is late enough into the season week seven where those guys will either no longer be underclassmen or freshmen or, you know, whatever that uh, usual uh, how that usual thing goes. Um, But yeah, no, our, our senior laden corners need to absolutely shut them down. Like make this team one dimensional guard, these defend these guys on an Island one-on-one so you can pack the box. That is the only way IU keeps us close 
is if you can stack seven, eight in the box and defend their wide receivers on an island. That's it. It's the only way. Okay, I was going to come back at you with stop the run and make them throw the football, but you just finished that up there, right there at the end. So that was perfect. Um, anything you. else you guys want to add in there? Anything may have popped up? Um, I did notice finally at the very end that you guys had already written yours into this outline uh, together, which was cute. And uh, yin and yang, baby. Yeah. Forever and always. And efficient. Um, cool. 50,000 foot view of their offense. I'm not even going to talk about IUs anymore. Uh, 2020 ranking total offense for Michigan 24th with 459 yards per game and sixth with a whopping 40.4 points per game. Uh, on defense, they were all right. Sixth in the country, only averaging uh, an allowance of 292 yards per game and 17th only giving up 16 points per game. I can't imagine between one and 17 how many actual good teams were in there. I know Georgia was in there. Go ahead. Illinois was number one. Illinois was in there who got smoked um, by the Hoosiers. And yeah, so there you go. Cool. Moving on to, I think it's everybody's maybe second favorite part of the podcast, Dubich Sportsbook. Um, I can see this now. This looks like a fat one. Let's get into it. going to be quick. Um, again, I, I bring this up. Uh, it's it's ESPN's FPI, I believe, which in my opinion, this is the least winnable game on the schedule. I think Michigan is the best team in the conference and you're on the road. ESPN has us as a 4% chance to win this game. If you remembered a few weeks ago, we only had a 2% chance to beat Ohio State at home. That means... ESPN thinks we're twice as likely to beat a better Michigan team at home. That is how dumb ESPN is. Just, just, just stupid. Just now, do I think 96, four is probably accurate in this case? Yes. But no, my point, 90, my, my, my point is it, this is stupid. Um, some Michigan data that I have um, is Vegas hates Michigan. They, Always. they, they really, really do. I, I, I don't know why ESPN Vegas is all over Ohio State, but you're going to see a trend as I run through these real quick. National champ plus 850, nine to one. Do you remember what Ohio State was? Almost mm. a third better. I was going to say, at, yeah. At plus 600. So, like, literally, that's a, that's a significant difference away mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, for, from a national champion. Mm -hmm. um, Big 10 East. Or to win the Big Ten, now this is weird. This is where Vegas sometimes doesn't make sense, and that's because this is being dictated by money. Um, and one game. They have uh, Michigan as plus 165 to win the Big Ten, but they have them plus 120 to win the Big Ten East, which is second. So, like, how can they be tied to win the Big Ten but lose to Ohio State and – it it doesn't make sense, but regardless, you see the Ohio State love. Hmm. Here's here's the interesting part Hold that on, I want to just kinda... a second. Well, technically, we finished first in the Big Ten East in 2020, but we didn't go to the Big Ten Championship. We talked about that on the Ohio. I'm just pod. saying. Um, did you? Did wow? They're still hanging on to this. By the way, I I know that we're we technically we work together, 
But um, you can listen to Brandon on the Ohio podcast that was just posted. If you want to go listen to that, but just find Brandon. DM me for my thoughts on that. I won't say it on the podcast. He had a good time. Um, it was it was very fun. Uh, it was a great host. Um, it, it was good. Check it out. Um, Eight wins, now, baby. Now here is we we like to play schedule maker. Yes. Michael, you ready to go through? Michigan's yeah, I was gonna schedule? let me pull it up. Let me pull it up before you do all this. Because they the over under is ten and a half. It's pretty high. It's pretty hefty. And it is minus 125. So Vegas is just slamming 11 wins. Okay. They're starting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine and oh. They're starting nine and oh. These are wins against Eastern Kentucky, or I'm sorry, East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, at Nebraska, at Minnesota, IU, sorry, at Michigan State, Purdue at home. Then they've got their tough, the tough part of the schedule, a little Maryland sandwich. So some people would call it. They have to go to Penn State, which for some ungodly reason, the TV people have poo pooed all over our happiness and made this into a noon game on Fox instead of a night game on CBS. We get a noon game in Happy Valley, which will probably not be a whiteout on Fox. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think that's an L. I think it's an L. I think they win pretty easy at Maryland. And I think Ryan Day goes down again. I do think that they're over. I think they get 11. 11 and 1. I think they run it. You think, think they, they run it? 12? I think they go. I do think their biggest chance to lose is the nooner at Penn State. Okay. Can, can we talk about this for a minute? I mean, we didn't do what I usually do. And no offense to Seth. Thank you, Seth, for coming in at the end, up against it, getting an outline done, getting us ready to go. How many people did they lose on defense? Because to me, to me, five, they've got, five starters. They've got two very big time standout players on, maybe three on offense, quarterback, two running backs. On defense, they've got a one really good, sounded like Mario for a second, one really good. Linebacker. One really good. Yes. Right? Why are they so scary? I do think that their schedule is cake. Like crazy easy. The way it all lines up at Michigan State, which should be a tough game for them, should be an absolute cakewalk. Go ahead, so Seth. Here's the thing is that all of their recruits, the guys that we haven't mentioned, are all four and five stars. So even though we don't know them and they haven't necessarily produced yet, they all have like the pedigree or the assumption that they'll be players. How many true they get so much benefit of the doubt? In, though? I mean, we're talking about a Big Ten champion. It's not just freshmen, it's sophomores too. They've been rec- they've been crushing it and recruiting the last yeah. two or three years. Yeah. So I mean, the cupboard is the cupboard is full. It's just the cupboard is untested. I just don't I don't see how you can lose some. I mean, they lost some big time people on that a ton defense. of edge rushers. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. But again, Vegas doesn't like I do think that they are better than Ohio State. I will say that. I, I love that Vegas doesn't like them. I feel like Michigan's going to make me a ton of money this year. I'm okay. going to bet on them to cover a lot. I feel like you I'm going to win a lot. Um, true true it, it'll even out by mid-season but 
hammer, 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 yeah. hammer. I think Michigan. once they get past Purdue in there, what at that point they're nine and zero. I think that it's like okay, well, oh well, we might have screwed up on this one. But again, they don't play anybody. What is their toughest game before? This has to be the Penn easiest State. schedule in for a playoff team ever. Here, I'm going to give you a question. I'm going to give you and, a question. And I, I say that knowing Alabama's schedule every year. <laughs> there are two road games. The toughest game is Minnesota. That's what I was going to say. At Nebraska, at Minnesota. At Minnesota. Do at home. Which one is your... And listen to me. I am the first one to say, I don't get the coach thing at Purdue. I do not think Purdue is going to be very good. I do not get it. I don't get it. The Ohio no pod picked us to beat Purdue. Probably. Oh, that's ridiculous. But no, no offense to Seth. I don't know anything about their team. They have a whole new system, a whole new coach. Nobody knows anything. But there's a lot of people that are like, eight wins, like whatever. Consider them a tough test. At Minnesota, at Nebraska. Those are your hardest games in your first nine games. Are you kidding me? That's crazy, dude. Crazy. All right, move on. All right. So Yeah, so if you remember this, uh, Ohio State was actually negative money to make the playoff. Michigan is plus 105. That's the better bet, right? Um, you always take plus money in what I think is the better team. So I I love that future. It's one of the future bets I like the most um, because even if they do um, lose one, we found out that um, if you don't make the Big Ten championship, you can still make the uh, the college football playoff like Ohio State did last year. So both Ohio State and Michigan can both technically make it um, so you can win that bet. So um, so last one here, uh, where I talked about Talia and me throwing $5 for um, him to win Heisman. I thought I would throw out J.J. McCarthy at 19-1. to 1. Not a horrible bet if they run the table. If they run the table and they're the number one team, in the country, JJ McCarthy could definitely be a front runner from the Heisman. Um, and then Blake Corm, running backs don't win it, but he is 29 to 1 at plus 2,800. But the JJ McCarthy 19 to 1 is a little juicy. Seth, what do you think of that if they go undefeated? I do like that. I think that's a, oh God. And he'll, he has the campaign pre, I mean, it just makes too much sense. Yeah. I think you're spot on. Switch him. Switch him. I think Blake Corum's got a better chance at winning the Heisman than J.J. McCarthy. I do legitimately think this entire offense runs through that running back. Now, granted, if he's not the same person, it's going to switch to Edwards and McCarthy, and McCarthy's going to be the be the big-time player. So, speaking of big-time players, are you done? I'm done. Okay, speaking of big-time players, the biggest of all-time players in Indiana running gear is the Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10 at checkout. That is promo code LEO10. That'll get you 10% off your order. That's it. Moving on to more Brandon. Randos, Randos. What's up? True or false, gentlemen? J.J. McCarthy is the best quarterback in the conference. 
Talia, you got Drew Alar, you got whoever oh, rolls out. Seth. Oh, is he gonna pick against Drew Alar? He is. Um, what about his buddy in, over in Iowa? No, we don't think so. Cade What's McNamara. That guy's Cade, Cade, Cade McNamara. McNamara. Yeah. Um, was Cade the? He's not. He's not going to the media day. It was. It was big news out of. Um, out of Iowa that they that um they chose the coach Kirk Ferentz chose not to send Cade McNamara. Wow. Didn't didn't think he he didn't want him to be in situations that were beyond his control, questions that he wasn't going to be prepared for. He didn't want to put him in that situation. So Cade McNamara not going to media day. Big storyline. A huge, huge storyline. Kind of a uh, coward move. Kind of a coward move. <laughs> Um, no, I think the best quarterback in the Big Ten is Taven Jackson. Moving on. All right. Um, I said we would talk Ryan Day. So here's Ryan Day. Who coaches at their school longer? Ryan Day or Mr. Harbaugh? Ryan Day. Because yeah. you would have think if Harbaugh would have left, he would have left for the Colts. He's not mm-hmm. leaving for the NFL. I, I do don't think, think he'll leave for the NFL. I think he'll leave for a, a, an incredibly perfect situation. And the Colts, realistically, as much as I do think that Anthony Richardson's probably going to win Rookie of the Year and whatever, all that stuff, he they will be drafting another in, quarterback this doesn't year. Doesn't want they to will one hundred percent be drafting another okay. quarterback. This okay, year. can he pick it? He one hundred percent doesn't want to come in and deal with a project. I think he wants to come right back into where he left it and have a good winning team. And uh, I think he'll, I think he'll hop on or something. Somebody will just like retire. And then that might be his spot. I do think he will leave the college ranks at some point. Ryan day isn't a person. He's a robot. And they just put him in there and they're just like, here are all your incredibly talented people. You literally have to do nothing but wear a headset and occasionally scream at somebody. That's it. And they'll just Michael, you, you have incredible, incredible soccer takes, hockey takes, College football takes, college basketball takes. Your yes. NFL takes are hot garbage. No. Your NFL takes Kenny Pickett is hot garbage. Are just hottest of hot garbage. Terrible. Seth, what do you think on this one? Go trade yeah, for I, Mitch Trubisky again. I got I got Ryan Day. I think uh Harbaugh's just kind of flighty. Like I feel like he's always flirting with either retirement or a different job. So I just I don't know. I just I would think Ryan Day can literally show up and shit out a 10 win season every single year. So the only reason he would ever get let go is if he has some kind of scandal or if Ohio State suddenly gets mad that like going to the playoffs every year just isn't enough. Um <laughs> except for last year. Well, well they did go 12, last year, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I was gonna say, and if they, they when it goes to beat twelve. Georgia. I should have beat Georgia. And when it goes to 12, they should have like an, a spot in that 12 etched pretty much every year. I mean, when was the last like Ohio State just doesn't finish outside the top 12 very often. Um, so, yeah, I think Ryan Day just from kind of consistency alone. And I think he's already at like his dream job. He's not searching for anything else. So, I mean, when you're at Ohio State, are you searching for anything else? No, it's other, a destination other than job. Like, That's what, other yeah. than like to be a human or like <laughs> like a heart, I guess. Um, the guy sucks. I think he's a joke, an absolute joke. He's not a good coach. He surrounds himself with incredible coordinators who literally do all of the work, and he has to do zero job, zero work to recruit anybody good. They pick the school. 
They don't pick him. Moving on. All right. That's why Last I wasn't little... on the Ohio podcast. We put Brandon on there because I would have just torched him. Torched him. Continue. Last one. Um, Ann Arbor. Doesn't it doesn't it just like sound like a setting of a rom com? It sounds it's, like a girl in high school. Sounds like a yeah, that's what we'll say. <laughs> a loose woman. <laughs> sounds like a loose woman. Thursday night, I went over to Ann Arbor's house. Yeah, we know what you did on Thursday night. You guys are horrible people. Well, um, Ann Arbor to me sounds like it would be starring something that like. Ooh, I do. I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. Like it's it's something early 2000s Matthew McConaughey and oh my god, I'm blanking on her name. Um, the Charlie Angels. Me, um, Drew Barrymore. No, Cameron, Cameron Diaz. 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 Yeah, like oh, she's not in, like she's not in Charlie's Angels. What am I talking about? Yes, she is. Yes, she Drew is. Barrymore. No, Cameron Diaz. That's what um, I was talking and about. Anyway, it's like a Cameron Diaz, Matthew McConaughey 2003 movie, right? Uh, and there's uh, just and falling leaves everywhere. Exactly. They were in a movie together? They were in a movie together? I'm going to say Big or big 10 Cities, and you're going to tell me what kind of movie it's in. Mm. Okay? You ready? Happy Valley. I mean, this is tough. I was not Wilderness. I was going to say Happy Valley is like a... Uh, a children's it's forest a pic- movie. It's a Pixar movie. It's hundred okay. percent a Pixar movie. Okay. We're right? on the same page. Kind of. I don't All know right. if Pixar is picking up a forest movie or not, but maybe Evanston. Oh God. Uh, Lexus cars. Yes. Lexus. <laughs> That's not a movie, but it's like Commercial. a futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a futuristic Evanston. Like... Evanston. I could see it being like a, um, like a judo. You guys ever seen judo? With uh, I think it's Elliot Page now. Juno, yeah. Juno. What did I say? Juno. Judo? <laughs> Juno. You know what? I, you guys knew what I was talking about. Man. You knew what I was talking. Like about. an indie film. I like an kind indie of... film. Yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah. I like the. I like the futuristic better. Uh, um. But anyway, Evanston? going. Okay. Yeah. What about Piscataway? Oh God! Just like uh, Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> oh, I was gonna go Pirates. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pirates. I got stranded on Piscataway. <laughs> I could see that. That was great. That's good. That's good. I thought it was gonna be like a Scorsese like mobster one, but, oh, but Pirates should run aground outside Piscataway. <laughs> that's pretty good, man. That's two good. two more. West Lafayette. Oh, do I can I say garbage pail kids? <laughs> uh um West Lafayette. I could see that. I could see that being like a um, because it's just constantly gray. Like, I'm dead serious. I'm not really sure that like the sun actually shines in West Lafayette, like the town, like a, like a movie like the town. Like that movie feels constantly gray to me. That's I was going to say the exact same idea as, as the same uh, Alexander Payne movie, Nebraska, like just a super black and white gray movie. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything else. I was just like, "What?" See, I w- I'm going with like a B.J. Novak, like really dry comedy. I like B.J. Novak. Mm. Ryan, no. Ryan from The Office. I don't know. He has too much personality for West Lafayette. Way too much. All right, and then of course, last, definitely not least, Bloomington. Bloomington. I, you know what? I thought about this, and then I forgot. Dazed and um, confused, Animal House. Like yeah, some kind of party heady. Yeah, vibe. I could see that, or like a um, like a like a Goodwill Hunting. 
but of course breaking away already exists too breaking so away, yeah like maybe maybe just like a like a bike movie like a bike movie would be a good one or swimming movie yeah definitely not a basketball movie is that it are you done that's it you're just over here playing with your hair um <laughs> We will be we'll we'll be on some sort of thing where you guys can actually see what the shenanigans go on while we're talking. At I'm some... mad about your guys' West Lafayette answer, and you're Why? right; it's, it's definitely like a Hoosiers type feel good sports movie, or West like Lafayette? even like what are you talking about? No, I'm yeah, talking about nothing Bloomington feel now. good has ever happened in West Lafayette. No, I'm talking about related. Bloomington now. I'm talking oh. about I'm talking oh. about Bloomington. Now. What did you want us to say in West Lafayette? I don't know. We said gray movies. I mean, I know the town is phenomenal, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm the town, the movie, not West Lafayette. Like the I don't town, know the movie. I don't know if I'd call it phenomenal. It has the worst accent in the history. Oh, of the world. No. It does have a terrible Boston accent, doesn't it? Who does it? Everyone, everyone. Well, well, I mean, Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Jeremy Renner's got a bad. Jeremy Renner's is a. Atrocious. Are we allowed to so, Blake Lively? Somehow Ben Affleck is even kind of bad. No, it's, <laughs> even though ben he's Affleck's from there. Normal. It's just him. John Ham somehow does it the best, and he's from the Midwest. Like it makes John Ham's the only redeemable part of that movie. What if? What if I went a different? What if I went Gone Girl? Would that change your mind? I just looked up Ben <laughs> Affleck movies. Would that change your mind? With West Lafayette, is that missing? A missing for girl. Oh, we want to go there. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> West Lafayette, oh, no, did you get it? Me like uh, very uneasy. Yet, Seth? By the way, the town ninety two percent on what Rotten. Yeah, Tower. I love it. It's a fantastic movie. It is not good, off guys. Based on that, yeah, yeah. I mean, ninety two percent. I disagree. You're it's a vocal a... minority. Yeah, eighty five percent. Just play audience. the Blake Lively in the bar. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> shine, my daughter. Shine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get in my sack. Can we go ahead. Go, go, go. <laughs> All right. Um, I was looking at some things. I think there's still the Sun Belt, and there's a few other conferences that still do uh, home site conference championship games. Is that bogus? Yes. 100%. It's they the, should same, all be the same way that they do it in basketball. Like if Manhattan, that, right? But it's if, usually the smaller conferences. I was going to say, if Manhattan's playing for the MEAC, I might, Mac, right. Mac. I might the, be right. I might be right. M A A C. Whatever the I'm pretty close. If they're playing for the man, the Mac, they're playing at their stadium. If they're the number one seed or number two, whatever it is, I don't like that, man. I'd rather just. I mean, how great is the Field House for the Big Ten Championship? Like it's phenomenal, Amazing. phenomenal. What's next? Oh, Brandon, right. I guess you didn't answer it. So, no, I agree. Agree. I'm agreement. Sorry, I was YouTubing uh, Blake Lively the town so I can immediately send it. <laughs> All right. It's been a uh, long time since I've heard it. Bragg made a joke about this, but I don't want to talk about Pat Fitzgerald. I just want to talk about the fallout. Um, you know, he was going to be a lifer, but you look at his record, he was 14 and 31 his last three years. They, they have no $47 million, I think. They have no NIL. They were bleeding transfers even before the stuff happened. Um, they have rigorous academic standards. Does the current college football landscape make Northwestern the worst power five job in America? Oh, After Vanderbilt, yes. Man, dude. But they're weird. SEC. There are players who would just die to play in the SEC. They would literally, the they would literally die cliche. in the SEC, Seth. 
Well, I don't mean it like that. Oh, God. That was okay. Sorry. Um, Hyperbole is not a good choice. All right. Fine. So, but it's bad. It's second worst. I can't think of a worse one other than other than Vanderbilt. I do. I need to do it. Are we? I mean, ugh, we're not a great spot for football. If I, are we worse than Northwestern? Yes. Oh no, 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 no. no. We're better than okay. All right. All right. I think you have some recency bias because in the last five years they did have two nine-win seasons where they went to Big Peyton, Ten championship took games to the Big Ten championship game. So like they have this weird run where they've had flares of relevancy. By the way, they don't owe him. I said that incorrectly. They don't owe him any money, but he is hiring a lawyer to go after some of that money that's left on his contract, which was fat. So, and uh, I made a joke about it earlier. There is nothing. I mean, there's something a little bit funny about um, that stuff, but it's not really that funny. I mean, when it gets serious. We've opened it. We've opened it. Let's talk about it. Oh, God. Um, I mean, naked, non-consensual stuff is wrong and should be punished. Yes. 100%. Nothing team building Um, about that. No, absolutely not. Have you guys Um, ever been hazed? You guys have been hazed, right? You guys both play high school football. Have you, been hazed? have you been hazed like that before? No, hell no. So I'll, I'll tell you, it was usually just name calling. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I, I had no, I'll, I'll give the hazing that okay. I had and it wasn't Do even it. that bad. So it's, it's, it's obviously wrapped in a humble brag. Um, I made varsity my freshman year because there's right? like 14 people that went to your school. Congratulations. It was over a thousand, but it was <laughs> on the smaller side. Yeah, sure. Um, so what I had to do is I had to be the first one to the door and you had to take your cleats off before you go into school. I had to take the cleats off of every single scene. Oh. I had to untie them and take them off. I was the only freshman and I had to take off every single senior shoe. Right? That's what I had to did. That's what I had to do. It was oh, hazing. Yeah. Yeah, so mine was like we would get done taking a shower and then some guy would throw in another wad of soap on you as and then you have to get to the back of the shower line and have to wait for like <laughs> 10 more minutes to take a shower. Like it was that kind of dumb hazing stuff where you're like, hey, freshman, like wait to take the shower, jackass. Don't don't cut the line in front of seniors. Yeah, like so it was another, that kind of stuff. Another one I was I didn't play varsity as a freshman. I just practiced, unfortunately. I, I played in the JV game, but I, I practiced with the varsity. So during film sessions, I obviously they knew I didn't need to go to film sessions. So I got shoved in a locker of the of a lineman um while they watched film. So that was great. That is um, that is part of the bad hazing. Like that is that is not like that's like the lowest end of the bad hazing, but it's still part of the bad hazing. It, my my thing is nothing. I mean, again, it wasn't it was consensual, not because I didn't want to be put in the locker room, but it's not like they had to hold me back and like lock and I was like, oh, I'll get in the very longer. Right. <laughs> 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 it just, just kind of happened. You just kind of went into the locker on your own. You're just like, okay, I'll get in there. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Freaking, what a, my freshman year was probably five seven or five eight, probably 150 pounds, dripping wet. Like I wasn't stopping six five, you know, 250, 260 pound offensive lineman. Like, nah, I'll just I'll just get in the locker. But anyway. <laughs> That okay. was the hazing that I had during football. Had nothing to do with anything naked and certainly wasn't anything forcefully non-consensual. Or dry humping. Can we say dry humping? I've said it like three times now. 
I don't a Provo push. There's anything wrong with it. But I don't think I've ever audibly said dry humping. I don't think you even knew what dry humping when I when I sent you the article, you sent back. The only thing you sent back first was dry humping question mark. And I don't I don't know what that I mean, do people I'll show you next time we hang out. (laughs) 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 Outro to end it. Yeah, right. The way to end it. Be sure to check out our pod while it's still on Twitter and soon <laughs> to be on what is it? Uh, Big Banter's definitely letting us threads. threads, threads, soon to be on threads. It well, might threads be. kick us off. You know well, what? No, 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 no. You know off. what? On threads, we might be able to do LEO podcast if we get on there soon enough, Seth. If we get on there soon enough, Seth, we, um, we'll let you know what the threads is whenever it is there. It's at podcast LEO. Be sure to follow our new partner at well, while they're still partners <laughs> at Big Banter Sports for all the latest updates involving our podcast, as well as the newest additions that are being added weekly, which are, I think, right, guys, officially now no more podcasts being added. We officially nope. have full, full, all full 14 roster. full roster ready to go for the seasons. Be sure to download, rate, review, and follow on all of our platforms. Join us next week as we allow the trash to float down the river from Piscataway and make its way into beautiful Bloomington as we preview the Week 8 matchup in what we assume is homecoming against Rutgers. Until then, we love you guys. Elio. 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 He said it. He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.